My name is Gunner, and I play in a local Austin band called The Big Gun Show. I created this podcast to sit down with other songwriters and musicians and artists and lovers of music to talk about their top five records that have inspired their lives and musical prowess. Well, this COVID thing is wreaking havoc on practically everything in this world of ours, right? Um, the economy, oil, gas, uh, education, universities, schools, work, company, bars, restaurants. I read a study that said by Halloween, 90% of all music clubs in Austin will be closed. Well, my take is that maybe some, maybe most, um, clubs might close for good. But there is no chance on earth that Austin will re- relinquish its title of live music capital of the world. There'll be a ton of new clubs opening up and places to play. And I can't wait for things to open up. I can't wait to get out and play because I miss playing out. I miss playing out and having a rocking time with everybody. And once we're out playing again, you can catch us, the Big Gun Show, at our monthly residency happy hour from 6 to 8 at the Little Longhorn Saloon on the first Friday of every month. Oh, yeah. The band, my band, the Big Gun Show. We're going to the studio over Labor Day weekend. That's coming up soon to record our new album called Honky Rock. We're pressing it on vinyl. Side A is Honky Tonk. Flip it over, and it's full-on rock and roll. Today is a special day. This is going to be, this is like one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded. Um, I'm talking to Mike G. He's the main man in this band called the Jukebox Heroes, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to hearing if you do listen to this podcast. Um, usually I speak to the podcastees, I think I made that word up, about their top five records that they could have only for the rest of their lives. Uh, about a year ago, I was at the one-to-one. I forget what I was there for uh, down on South Lamar, and I was having a nice little talk with Mike G. We were talking in depth about the Stones. Um, you know, having like friendly little arguments and laughs. And, and uh, I mentioned to him, I said, you should be on my podcast. And he said, he said yeah. And I said, whoa, 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 why don't we make it a top three Stones record podcast? And so... Uh, we laughed, and after many high fives, hugs, and more laughs, we decided we were going to do it. And basically, this episode is two Stones fanatics talking about a subject that they love. So let's get to the conversation. But first, close your eyes. You're stranded on a desert island. What three Stones records do you have? All right, party people. We've got an awesome episode of the My Top Five Records podcast today. Today, we have the legendary Mike G. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh, hey, man. This is going to be a fun conversation. Now, for everybody that's listening, this is a very special episode. Typically, I talk to uh, the podcastees about their top five records that they would take to their grave. They only get five records for the rest of their life. Today, we're talking about the top three Stones albums. I thought I was going to have to argue with Mike, but he actually <laughs> picked the same ones I would have picked. <laughs> <laughs> we have great taste. Yes. Uh, the story behind this is that I'd say about a year, year and a half ago, I was talking to Big Gam about my podcast. You know, I was about to start. And I was at one-to-one bar. And, and here I'm just wrapping out with Mike G. And we start talking about the Stones. And we're Bob, uh, you know, trying to impress everybody. I'm, I'm a bigger Stones fan than you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it, it was it was a funny little conversation slash argument it was a friendly argument <laughs> several but, drinks in yeah several and then i started talking about the podcast and i said whoa wait what if we did top three stones albums or records <laughs> and he was like yeah and so finally a, a year later we we're finally getting to it and this is i kind of wanted to do you know the top five records for a while before uh you know doing uh anything different so but here we are, yeah. and I'm excited. I'm very excited. Are you telling me this is the first top three Stones records podcast that you've done? Everything I, else is five of all-time albums. Yes. All, oh any, wow! This is We're this is this is a complete offshoot. The next one will probably be. Well, here, get this. Nobody has picked a Stones album. Ah. I've had like five people pick Beatles, and I believe that you're either Beatles or Stones. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's plenty of great Beatles albums, like perf- perfect albums. You know, you, of course, you got the White Album, Abbey Road, and, and all these, you know, and it's perfectly understandable. But, you know, when you talk about when you talk about blues rock, and, and these days when you play rock, you're blues influenced. The Stones took that to another level, you know, uh, w- that the Beatles didn't didn't really do. I mean, yeah, they had a lot of influences from, you know, Little Richard and 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 
and all of these, you know, American Southern black blues artists, but they went other places uh, in terms of songwriting. And when you talk about the Rolling Stones and you talk about what they do best and what, where they mind the, their, their, their craft. I mean, it's in that, it's in the blues rock vein. And, and that, that's where they diverge. That is the point where you make a decision. Do I like this Martha, my dear type stuff, or am I going to go with, you know, sister morphine? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I, there's, I I don't, I've, I can't tell you the last time. Well, the only, I have listened to full Beatles albums, but that's only because of this podcast, because I'm going back (laughs) and listening to them because I want to be able to talk intelligently about them. Um, You know, and there are some, there's some, some incredible songs that they did, but, Oh yeah, stones oh, yeah. all the way, stones all the way, and so that's why I'm so excited about this podcast. Nice, very nice. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about. So you picked albums from what I consider to be the Stones' golden era. Okay. Oh no. This, is, this yeah. is and the, the reason, like I, you know, you, you picked Let It Bleed, Sticky that Fingers, is, and Exile oh, yeah. Main Street. That is the chronological order that they, they came in, um, yeah. and yeah. I believe I believe for me. Mine is is let it bleed, and why we can go into that when we talk about the album. But there are I need so, to know why. Uh, yeah. You want to know why right now? Uh, well, we'll get into it, but yeah, it, okay. I, I well, find it you, so I, interesting. Yeah, so um, th- I mean, tattoo you had outtakes from like this era as well. You know, some girls is such a killer album. Oh yeah, um, Beggar's Banquet. I mean, come oh on. god, Goathead Soup. It's only rock and roll. Those two are still kind of in that same that same uh, golden era, you know, and yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Voodoo Lounge. Yeah, that was a great record. It and was. That, that came out later, you know. Yeah. Uh, Steelers like Wheel or too. Or I got. I remember. Years. I remember getting uh, Steelers Wheel for my like my dad for Christmas one year. <laughs> you know, because because right. he he got me into that that music, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know he he loved it, and it brought him back to those days. You know when we. When we had records like physical records that I still have, I still yeah. have his records that are mine now. You can't have them back, Dad. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, the, some of that later stuff was good, was great too. You know, if you, as a as a comparison, when you talk about some of that later stuff in in, in terms of what like my dad, you know, I, I I remember I got him Steelers Wheel, and then I got him that um, that Santana record that came out supernatural when okay. it came out uh-huh. and and uh you know because you know i like to do that sort of stuff and he was way more into what the stones were doing than what santana was doing yeah. you know, you're talking about you know two two groups two artists that came right around in that same era that that uh, mm-hmm. you know mid 60s late 60s 70s with yeah. santana and the stones and he was like no i'm going i'm going stones all the way with this i'm like i feel i feel where you're at you know? yeah i i was kind of a, a sheltered youth in the sense that oh, yeah. we had it, my my parents, my mom tried to play guitar a little bit. She had a Collings guitar, and um, it wow. ended up disappearing because um, the guy that was teaching her said he wanted to borrow it, and then he disappeared. Oh man, was, you know Collins is made right here in Austin, Texas. I do know that dripping uh, Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a, um, a cherry red three thirty five. You know, yeah. it's called the I thirty five. Collins and I only break that out for special occasions, man. We did a uh, we did a thing for my uh, for my mentor uh, John Lockhart who passed yeah. away. And, uh, and uh, can we just have a, a quick moment of silence for John? Yeah, he was a great man. I really enjoyed yeah. him. Yeah, he uh, he taught me a lot. He taught me a whole lot, not just about playing guitar, but about um, the business of music. What it is to to be a professional, uh, what what professionalism is, you know, uh, relative to, to to being, you know, in the Austin music scene, right? In the community, mm-hmm. you know. It, let Let's face it. There's a lot of bands out there. There's a lot of musicians out there, and and to be honest, a lot of them are better than me, man. There's a lot of singers, you know, so many singers are just better than me. So many songwriters that are better than me, so many guitar players that are better than me. And it can be really intimidating. So one of the things that he taught me was work ethic, right? You know, you, you, you present yourself as a, as a professional, 
you know, we, we don't wear a suit and tie, you know, maybe we do, but, but we don't, we, we're not in that corporate world, but at the same time, you know, the work ethic, the, the dependability, right. The, the ability to, 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 to communicate with people, um, as well as the, the, the ability and, and, and what you are about when you're on stage performing, you know, all that matters and, and all that contributes to, you know, your development as an artist, your, your development as a, as a musician, but, but your professional standing, right? Do, do you want to do this as a career? Okay, here's how John did it. And I'm like, that is how to do it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you tell me a whole lot. Right on. Well, he was, a, he, he was an amazing person. And I remember the first time that I met him and ends up, he's like, best buddies with one of my friends yes. way back. I was like, you, you know, Louie? And he was like, he was like, hell yeah, we're like best friends. And so then yeah. Louie and I start uh, anyway. All right. Let it bleed. I mean, yes, let it bleed. Okay. It Done bleed, in, in uh, 1969. Mm -hmm. um, Brian Jones was on the outs. He's like on two tracks, I think. Yeah. Um, Mick Taylor was kind of joining the band here and yep. uh, yeah, he was only on, Two tracks too, I think. He was on. A, he was only on a couple of tracks. I think though he was on um, "Can't Always Get What You Want." Yeah. Uh, I think he played on that one, and uh, and of course that that is one of the. I mean, you talk about that thing came out f fifty years ago. Yeah. The album came out fifty years ago. Until this day, everyone knows you can't always get what you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a Stones fan or not. You know that song. Yeah, I know. I, my band plays it. Yeah, you know, we're not a cover band, but you know we always play it. And everybody's everybody's up and singing along, blah blah blah. And always get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the songs on this. I mean, "Give Me Shelter," "Let It Bleed," "Midnight Rambler," "You Got the Silver," "Monkey Man," "Can't Always Get oh. What You Want." I mean, this album. It, there's not a bad song on this album. No, no, there's not. There are some songs that really stand out. I mean, uh, "Give Me Shelter." Uh, and, and, and you can't always get what you want. Give me shelter, though, really is separate. It seems to me, yeah, separate and apart from pretty much every other track on there. Just in, in, in not not just in terms of how it sounds, but its its content, like what it's saying, right? Um, and and I don't know. I wouldn't call it a departure from what the Stones would do because they are not afraid of social commentary. They never have been. Um, but this particular song, for whatever reason, has stood the test of time over 50 years. And when you hear it, you know, even on the radio today, like the intro with the with the with that single coil pickup um, mm -hmm. and the, and the vibrato that that's going on, oh, and and all of a sudden. Uh, you know, you've got the, you, you've got Charlie Watts. Oh my God. Steady, steady. I know. I, I, I was listening to it the other night. And I, I just got, I, certain songs, they really, they really, uh, you know, they, they, they turn me, they, they make me feel things, you know? And sometimes I remember yeah. what, the first time I listened to it and I was like, Oh God, I remember the smell. Oh uh, yeah. 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 It's so cool. You know, yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's kind of you know people pick their albums for different reasons but on the on the album side i mean on the, the record side uh when you can pick any record you know i mean I'm, my top five are gonna be different than everybody else because mine are all pretty much gonna be rock and roll stuff yeah um, yeah dude a freaking give, give me shelter is is uh uh just it, it's it's so good but it's not perfect you know what i mean yeah. I, like like the production of it isn't perfect it's not polished and then this, none of the Stone songs really are, but I think the things that, that make it so beautiful, right? Like, uh, like at the, at the end when they're doing the choruses out, mm -hmm. murder, yeah. you've got the, the female vocals in the background, uh -huh. right? And her, her voice cracks yeah. there. I mean, you couldn't get away with that. If you're making that record today, they would say, nah, you squeeze that, do it again. But yeah. if you like, if you listen to the track, she's like, Ray Mother, and her voice cracks a little bit. Yeah. And in the background, you can hear Mick Jagger. He's like, Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's like, Go with that. That's the passion, right? And, right. Uh, and that's the, I mean, that's the realism. He, go, he goes, Woo. It's awesome. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I'm going in the studio over Labor Day weekend. We're cutting an album called Honky Rock. Um, so, 
we've been playing uh, the Little Longhorn Saloon, aka Jenny's, for actually yesterday would would have been our four year anniversary for happy hour of every, first Friday of every month. And yeah. uh, so we've developed this whole honky tonk side too, you know. And so, yeah. But again, we're a rock and roll band, and so the rock side is is a lot heavier. But the idea is side A, put it down, honky tonk, flip it over, full on rock and roll. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's gonna and that's good. Gonna, I like that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're doing out in Dripping Springs at the Zone, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, I was gonna say something else, but nonetheless, uh, yeah. So you know, okay. So here, I'm gonna tell you why. Um, Let it bleed is my favorite album. Number one, my wife, uh, her favorite Stone song is Monkey Man. Oh God, so which is good. So, I mean, come on. I mean, it's such an epic song. And you remember but, Goodfellas? With the, the, oh yeah, the Goodfellas? <laughs> epic, dude. Yeah, I'll uh, show you helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> you want to yeah. see helicopters? <laughs> um, but here's the real reason for me is that my uh, probably my favorite Stone song of all time, which is not that rock and roll, is one that Keith sings. Uh, you got the silver. And yeah. um, when we got married in Mexico, oh, yeah. I was pushing for that to be my first dance, but I got trumped. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she what was Van, the first dance? What uh, be? Van Morrison into the mystic. Sure. Yeah. Well, can't go wrong with that, bro. For sure. Yeah. But, come on. Stones, baby. Oh. I mean, I, I, and, you know, the thing, like you look at these albums that we're, we're, we're talking about today and I, practically every Stones album, there's usually one track that Keith sings. And it's always one of my top tracks on the, on each album. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the whole expensive line is. Got the silver. Yeah. Well, happy. Yeah. You know? Happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, salt of the earth. I love that song too. On beggars. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, and then on voodoo lounge, you've got the worst and through and through and those yeah. I'm getting chills saying them right now because I, I just love that. I, I love playing the worst. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's just such a, a I mean, He's got, and when you read his bio, his autobiography, Life, it's just like, I mean, I, I, I pre-ordered it and then I had it done within like three days. I just wow. I didn't do anything for those, those days. I just <laughs> sat there and read it. Um, yeah. So good. Oh, so good. I need, I need to get that. Yeah, for sure. You don't have it? No, I don't have the autobiography. No. You, dude. All right, this podcast is over. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit a brick wall. We've hit an impasse. <laughs> well, um, relationship I, can't continue. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I need to get your address after this. Oh, okay. We're we're getting together at some point. We yeah, are going to get together. I, I know we are. I know we are. I we need to get wanna... the forehead, the forehead scanner. Yeah. My G, you got a fever. That's oh, right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, COVID sucks. Oh, you know another thing about this album, Love in Vain. Uh, by Robert Johnson. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, something dude. that I figured out. That's like just, the second song on that Just record. recently that he died at age 27 too. Oh, wow. Huh? Dude. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, wow. Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, yeah. Janice, Jimmy. Yeah. Robert Johnson. Dang. Yeah. There's a, yeah there's I, a, actually, I think I, actually, I think I knew that. But <laughs> it, it, some bet. shit doesn't dawn on you. Yeah. You, you, know? don't really, you don't really think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, what else? So, you, many good, so many good songs on that record, dude. Monkey I mean, Man, yeah. fucking fabulous, awesome yeah. song. Dude. Fucking love that jam. Uh, of course, you you can't always get what you want is is a staple for. It's going to be for generations to come, dude. People are still going to be seeing that. You know, we, I still play that song. You know, I've been playing it for as long as I've been playing music. You know, until this day, you start in. I saw her today at the reception. Oh. Yeah, those words, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Everybody's out of their seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, would call those home runs, man. That song is a home run when you play it. Yeah, you know? yeah, panty dropper. That's what I like to call it. Okay, now. Let's oh, but, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, uh, one of my favorite songs on that record. And one of the reasons why it's in my top three uh uh country honk dude country honk yes yes you know yes. it's the it's the album version of honky tonk women uh-huh. but but the the it's it, it doesn't have that production like you're not gonna fucking hear the cowbells that was on the single honky tonk right, women right, right. which is a fabulous song again that's a home run too but but the country honk dude i freaking love that i love the feel of it i love 
like there's a a, the a, horn. a a verse that's been changed in. Yeah, the horn yeah. freaks me out. You driving in your car? <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking to me? I didn't do anything, man. <laughs> I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> I love country hog. You get that horn at the end too. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, again, so that's uh, that. That is in my top five records. So all time, yeah, that's oh, not that's, just it's, stones, it's, but all time, yeah. I hear well, you. I mean, for, yes. So not just uh, I'm saying for, for all the records in the world, I'm only going to pick one stones, and it's going to be that one. Wow, yeah. I'm not going to put you on the spot and actually which, which oh, one you, you would pick for that. You got it. We got a. Uh, you're kind of you're frozen up on me. I'm uh, fre freezing up on you. God. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Hopefully. You're coming back. Um, there you go. All right. You're back. Yeah. So. I've been having internet yeah. issues here at my house. I've got the, the cable guy coming over tomorrow. Anyway, but I'm, I'm still here and everything fine here. Um, okay. Good. So uh, let's talk about Sticky Fingers because – Oh, my God. It's I know. So I know. It's, it's such a great album. Dude. It, 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 1971. It, it, it's better than Let It Bleed. It's better than Let It Bleed. Okay. See, that's where you're wrong. And <laughs> – Dude, that's uh, what you're wrong. I, Let me explain your wrongness to you. <laughs> actually, your response. So one time, this guy took me down. This was like very early on in my music career. I was in yeah. a, I was in a terrible band, and I thought we were awesome. And we went down to Starbar, and it was freezing. All the roads had frozen over, and yeah. and basically, uh, I sat down with this guy, then his friend, who's I don't even know his name. He was apparently really big in the music business here in Austin. And he says, yeah, you know, when, uh, whenever I interview somebody, I always ask them, what's your favorite out Stones album? You know, just kind of get a, a grasp of how they are. And I said, well, what's your favorite Stones album? He goes, oh, Exile. And I said, well, you're, you're so wrong about that. And, he looked, <laughs> and, and, and the other guy looked yeah, at me. He's probably and, an asshole, but he's right. <laughs> and, I said, and, I, and I said, there's, there's way too many. Every Stones album is incredible. You can't pick one. And on the way back, my friend, he was like, you, you don't talk to somebody like that the way you did and say that. And I, and I was like, dude, I, it, was, it was meant to be funny. It wasn't meant to you be You could hurt us professionally. No. And we were going over the bridge. Um, we we're going west over the bridge over Lamar on Enfield. And the bridge had frozen over. And when he was telling me that, he was looking at me, pointing at me. And all of a sudden, he lost it. And his truck went and, and like, boom, and hit, hit the fence. And he, he fucked up oh, his shit. car. And so I, was like, I guess I was right. <laughs> that's what you get that's what you get from being out of line with your wrongness <laughs> anyway so yeah it was recorded at olympic studios in 1972 uh and and also muscle muscle shoals um it was the first album on their own record label after deca and yep, yep. um hi, Dad. let's oh i have a uh i have a partner coming in here i knew he was right. gonna make it i knew he's gonna make an appearance at some point what, does I'm he like the stones too? I'm a, I'll have him. Yeah, he does. You know what his favorite? You know what his favorite song is? Is uh, um, his favorite song is uh, um, "Sympathy for the Devil." Oh wow! Woo Pleased to meet you. Yeah. And I, I love the uh, the album artwork on this, but done by Andy Warhol with the actual zipper on there. The scratched records at, at first, so they had to redo it a little bit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, that that was uh, you know really controversial at the time. They're like, this is this is so phallic, you know, with the you know, and and the album had the zipper that came down and went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was a I thought it was a, I thought it was awesome. I still think it's awesome. I'm like, I have this album cover. Yeah, it's. A, giant fang and some pants i still love it <laughs> well the funny thing is is that everybody thought it was like mick in that picture but ends up mick wasn't even photographed and andy warhol never said who the other people there were that were photographed so you never we don't know who it is yeah no i don't not know for sure and <laughs> one thing i love about this part of the stones is that um this is right when they're exiting deca and deca was like hey listen you you owe us one more single and they gave him cocksucker blues. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, dude. That's a uh, great story. Oh, fuck. It's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this is the first time that, uh, what's his name? John Pache. I don't know how you say his last name, but when he kind of designed the, the Rolling Stones lips and tongue kind of logo. Yeah, that logo has stood the test of time, dude. That thing is 50 years old plus. Uh, and 
It's on your shirt right now. I know it is. Everywhere. When you see that logo, you know exactly what it means, dude. It's so cool that it's something like that. It's like an icon that has just stood the test of of time. I mean, literally uh, 49 years old. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. You've been so impressive. Yeah. All right. So here, question for you. Now, okay. Why this album for you? This is my, this is my number two. It's my number two of all the Stones albums. Okay. And uh, it honestly, it wasn't that hard of a choice. You know, frankly, number three for me, which I decided was going to be Let It Bleed, it could have easily been Beggar's Banquet. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in my mind, those two albums are virtually, uh, they're virtually identical. They're like twins. They're, at, they're, they're, they're just so similar. Yep. Uh, musically, you know, you talk about uh, lyrically in terms of content, in terms of production, in terms of, okay, how many songs are really have, have this kind of social commentary, you know, uh, it, you know, how many straight blues songs in terms of production, in terms of everything. They're so similar. It was hard for me to determine what was going to be number three, but it, in the end, it was let it, it was let it bleed because, because of Gimme Shelter, because of Country Hall. Because mm-hmm. of man, because because of so many good songs, but number two, Sticky Fingers, is it was easy for me, um, probably because of my emotional attachment to it. You know, we go through these things where it's like whatever's happening in your life, um, an album, whatever you're listening to at that time, you remember. It's like when I listen to this record, I remember, you know, where I was mm-hmm. emotionally, and and in this, that's that's the number one reason, right? I think it was probably when I discovered this record, I was, I mean, I gotta be honest, it was probably in the mid nineties when, when I, when I really dove into it and started listening to it, you know, backwards and forwards on repeat constantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, stuck in your car. Well, actually, yeah. CDs weren't in your, oh, yeah, they were. Yeah. The, yeah. It was, a, it was a CD. It was, it was a CD. And, uh, you know, just, I was going through like emo- emotional relationship things yeah. and, uh, and and the, um, Sticky Fingers was the thing I was listening to, so I'm connected to it in that way. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably above and beyond why it's number that's two. That's a great reason. That's a fabulous reason. But yeah. it's still an epic album, dude. It's regardless of. Um, oh, once you get past once, once you get past that, and you start to listen to the music, you start to analyze the songs, you start to understand what is happening, where it's happening, and why shit is happening. I mean, the whole record is so good. Uh, fucking Brown Sugar, dude, is the first song on the record. Dude. Fucking Hell, Brown, Brown. Yes. And uh, you know, so I like Brown Sugar. I'll play. I'll play that song. Um, <laughs> too man it's very sweet (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know that that particular song and uh and that particular album and the way keith richards plays guitar it this particular album uh wasn't was what introduced me to what he was doing in terms of playing guitar you know he'll he'll take that he'll take the low e string and he'll just he'll get rid of it get rid of it play that open um yeah he'll go to open g so what what that is is uh the a string and the high e string are both dropped down a whole step, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a G, uh, D, B, uh, E. Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, and, I, and it makes it makes an open G chord. And it just yeah. that four, um, one four hammer on, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the Keith Richards chord, right? Yeah, is 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 what it is. And uh, and so as I was, you know, I kept learning, you know, you know, my instrument and uh listening to to different players he was he was the the one that introduced me to i wouldn't say the one that introduced me to alternate tunings but that particular tuning and how he utilized it and the concept of hey man you don't even need that low e string right you don't you really don't you know (laughs) and so and so uh brown sugar is a a perfect example of that tuning that technique and, and what you what you would call like the keith richards chord Right, where you just yeah. take what would be a minor seven chord shape, yeah. but with that, with that a behind it, yeah, 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 it's awesome, yeah. I mean, and I mean that's that. I mean, he made that legendary, and you know, like signature. My dad, when I tell my dad that Keith Richards is my hero, he's like, "Oh, well, that guy did all those drugs," and I, I was like, "Dad, that's not that's not the point. The point is, is he's kicked out more legendary, known, popular, whatever you want to call it, 
licks that than anybody riffs, else in the world. Riffs. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. And I mean, it's yeah. just like I mean, and you you hear two chords, and you're like Keith. I know what that is. Right. You know, hit, hit. obviously, it, it, when you hear the intro to Satisfaction, you know exactly what that is. <laughs> bow, bow. You don't even need to hear the whole damn thing. All you hear is those two notes. Bow, bow. <laughs> I know what that is. I know what that is. Same way with Brown Sugar, you know. All you need to hear yeah. those, those those first two chords. Bow, bow, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. I fucking love this jam, dude. Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's like... I mean, I mean, what other ones? Uh, I mean, Sway. I, I love Sway. Yeah. Uh, talking about Sticky Fingers, dude. Bitch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay, the, but the, 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 the list goes on and on. But but in particular, uh, Sticky Fingers was um, musically stuck out to me more than uh, you know. Uh, let it bleed or beggar's banquet um i think i think probably because of the riffs you know you know you, you talk about you talk about brown sugar you talk about um bitch you talk about um uh sway wow can't you hear me knocking that's so keith i mean oh. I, I i just get chills when i think about it and no, this no, is no, 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 no. right right this is sister morphine i mean come on man this is like morphine. this is like when they were in their heyday this is this is the, right in the middle Prime. of the old era prime dude when they're at their best doing what they do the best which is this 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 blues rock with soul and, uh, infused in it right and and what in this era i would consider their best lineup right mick taylor yep. Bill hands Wyman. down hands down hands down there's no question yeah. about it. When Mick was in the band, when Mick Taylor was in the band, it was it was a, it was a different animal. Right, right. So you got the best lineup in in this era where they're making their best music with with uh, content like what their songs are about and what they're doing at their most dialed in, at their most honed in, right? Mm -hmm. And and so so yeah, let it let it bleed, uh, 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 sticky fingers, and then exile. Just, just, I mean, you talk about nailing the head of the nail just mm, every time, every song, every album. Yeah, I mean, you, you could see it coming out of Beggars, you know, Beggars Banquet into Let It Bleed. And then this is like the yes. real, I mean, the, the, the real rock album that they, that they did. So good. Yeah. I mean, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. And, you so know, good. classic, classic uh, Dead Flowers, right? I mean, that is. Dead Flowers. Dead Flowers to this day, I still I still enjoy playing that song, man. Oh, oh God, you know, it's so you, good. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta play it different. You know, you gotta kind of you gotta rock it out a little bit more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I do. I totally do. I totally do. The back half of the song, I'll, I'll pick it up into into a straight rock song. Nice, uh, I like, I like it. Like more like a more of a driving song. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I mean, um, is, yeah. So I, 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 there's there's. And the thing is, is that a lot of people, you know, they know, oh, I, yeah, I like brown sugar. And yeah, oh, I, yeah. oh, I, and people always like to say, oh, I know dead flowers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know more about that. Okay. Not everybody is a nerd like us. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got, you got to give a little slack to folks who don't dive into the Keith Richards autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> 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 some people just know brown sugar and you can't always get what you want you'd be like yeah bro those are great so you got to give them some got to give them some credit for actually accepting that because they could just as easily just be absorbed into the pop world of bubblegum uh -huh. and bullshit yeah no I, I agree you know i mean like so let it bleed has give me shelter it's got um you can't always get what you want now these are two like legendary stone songs Right, yeah. that you yeah. know did well in the charts, and and everybody knows. Um, yeah. Sticky fingers has brown sugar. It has wild horses. Oh yeah, uh, which is another one. You know, I mean, Sister Morphine oh. and Dead Flowers. Sister Morphine, dude, with that slide guitar. Uh, it's, I mean, it's so sexy, dude. It's so oh. sexy. Can't you hear me now? Can no, so people, you know, I, I love it when people are like. Um, Oh yeah, you know I I love that song Dead Flowers or you know or you can tell they they don't really know and they just heard it and they're like oh well, that was when they first kind of did the, some country stuff and I'm like oh 
Dude, stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't, don't, I, let's let's talk about something else. Um, but you, you know, when you and you I sit bad, here, dude. you are so bad. <laughs> or the, or then you I just talk school, to me right now. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but uh, but you know, I mean, like so, songs that are you know not known to the public, and we'll we'll get into this with but uh, when we talk about exile, but uh, you know, like sway and can't you hear me knocking and uh moonlight mile yeah. hello i mean that's oh that's, god moonlight mile oh so beautiful dude okay so beautiful that acoustic guitar dude uh with the clearly a, a mahogany body and he's, he's playing it up here at the, on the low strings on the high frets dude it just has this this haunting thing about it dude and you got this this percussion that comes in towards the end i'm driving down that moonlight mile I know, it just melts you, right? It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the flip side to tattoo you. It's kind of like my Damone Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, when he says, "Hey, put on this this album of, of the Zeppelin if you want to get laid." And yeah, yeah. He does, uh, I think that's <laughs> that's my I, I want to get laid. That's that's the, that's the one I'm gonna put on flip side tattoo you. It's got like tops and uh, yeah. and so and it's got uh, what is it? Um, um, waiting on a friend. Oh God, so beautiful, dude. No, you know, I was introduced to the Stones. Uh, when I was in high school, I mean, I mean, honestly introduced, my dad had this stuff, but it was my dad's music, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't really mine. I just, I heard it and I knew it, but I didn't absorb it until I was in high school. At least, at least not consciously, subconsciously, right. more than likely. Exposed. You know, my, my dad's music with Santana and the Stones and all this stuff got in and Fleetwood Mac, and, you know, all of yeah. it got into me. But, you know, it was probably um one of my one of my old you know high school girlfriends or whatever had um hot rocks and that was the record that that the cd you know where their, their heads are all mm -hmm. like this uh that got me into the stones and um and it was the the gateway drug for me to get okay. into the stones fair enough um and uh i'm glad you didn't pick that for one of your records no, no, that's the album, dude. <laughs> but, um, but, but the thing was is that uh, there's a couple of other, there's a lot of compilations um, out there for the Stones, obviously. But the, there's one that had um, uh, "Waiting for a Friend" on it, and uh, I think it, I can't remember what it's called, but it was blue. It had uh, "Waiting for a Friend." It had um, "Heartbreaker." Um, Made in the shade. Heartbreaker, which you voted for? Is that Made uh, the in the first, shade? No, no, no. It's the first album. The first, it was the first, the comp, it was a compilation album. And the first one, the first song on that compilation was Start Me Up. But, and, and uh, it was, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, that was uh, the first time when I heard that particular compilation that I heard um, Waiting on a Friend. And I was like, I didn't know the Stones could, could have this kind, this kind of uh, delicate, um, uh, this ability to be vulnerable like that. And, and uh, hey, hold on just a second, okay? Hold on. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry about that. I had to run inside and kill a wasp. I um, thought about, I was able, the, the compilation album that I first heard, um, um, the, the, uh, it's called Rewind, and it has Waiting Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Okay. That was the first time that I'd heard that song. And, uh, and, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that the first time I hear music is maybe not on listening to their full album. So, you know, I'm not I'm not too proud to admit that I, I was listening to, to Hot Rocks before I ever got in deep into the Stones and, uh, and me and, too. Me and too. Rewind too. And and, <clears throat> you know, so so listening to that compilation, uh, you know, you had songs like um, like uh, like waiting for a friend that introduced me to another side of the stones right this uh this uh this vulnerable side this you know great songwriting as as well as you know you know keith richards playing these great great licks you know so great i mean i know i know i don't mean to get too sidetracked i know we're talking about other records but yeah no but let's let's get back to sticky fingers so you know yes. i mean for I'm gonna say okay. Well, no, I actually have a question for you. Um, do you smoke or do you did you ever smoke? I did. I did um, too. You talking about pot or are you talking about cigarettes? Uh, cigarettes. I smoked a little. Anyway, um, people have cool. people have yeah, me too. People have nick attacks, right? Nicotine attacks. 
So I always say, if you were to have a Nick attack, a Mick attack, <laughs> what three songs would you listen to? If I had a, if I had a Mick attack and I had three songs to listen to, um, Tumbling Dice. Okay. Now, unless we're talking about albums on Sticky Fingers, my no, no, favorite no, no, no. Stone, no, of uh, all Stone songs. My favorite Stone song of all time is Tumbling not, Dice. Not favorite Stone song, Mick attack. When Mick does his thing. So here are some examples from my Mick Attack songs. Okay. Emotional Rescue. Ooh. Ah! <laughs> okay. Uh, I will be your knight in shining, shining armor. Will you have a hard time? Mick's going to be your knight in shining armor. Coming through your emotional, emotional rescue. <laughs> and then um, like Shattered. Ooh, Shattered yeah. is another Mick Attack song for me. Yeah. And then uh, my last one would probably be like Moonlight Mile or Tops. So it's, you know, when he starts hitting all those high notes and does that falsetto or, yeah. ooh, I mean, come oh. on, here's, here's another one. Um, ooh. Get, give it to me. Let's hear it. Uh, for me, uh, uh, ventilator blues, mm -hmm. ventilator blues. Uh, he starts to go off. Everybody gonna need a ventilator. You're like, fuck yes, I need a <laughs> give, give me one. Um, come on and get it. <laughs> how about okay so this is this is one of my all-time favorite stone songs um fingerprint file yeah only rock and roll and that's that's, that's that's my uh that's my make my third make attack song so those yes. are my make attack songs because it's when he's kind of doing that you know doing the rooster thing and going off and you could easily say start me up because it, it, yeah? you could see him just fucking with his shoulders and his fucking little ass fucking doing this fucking thing <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little bitty dude yeah 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 but you're like give me that i like that i mean uh -huh. he starts doing this fucking thing with his rooster peacock thing that he's got going on yeah 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 so good did you ever see that saturday night live skit when jimmy fallon was <laughs> yeah. in a mirror yeah. <laughs> they were both doing <laughs> <laughs> so good dude yes that's, that's uh, right on. <laughs> but you know i mean on, on this album i I, I think that I mean, it's so hard, but I love Sway. I love Can't You Hear yeah. Me Knocking. And oh, yeah. I love Sister You got to move. Yeah. I mean, it's just. So, yeah, he, Mick, Mick has this ability to transition from, you know, proper English boy, you know, with, with, with this enunciation of every word yeah. to, to like this, this, this blues guy who smokes two packs a day hanging out on the porch and like yeah got him yeah he can do he's got this wide range of like like uh, vocal personalities that he that he can utilize at any time you yeah. know mm -hmm. I, I was i was reading some sort of um article on the kind of music that he listened to and he would he would listen to obscure uh blues vocalists you know and yeah. then you you can see where that that sort of thing comes from Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, you know, especially on the early stuff, you know, like um, "Under My Thumb" or some some of the uh, some of the early song. tracks, his his pronunciation, his you know, of, of each syllable and then of each <laughs> word, spot on, you know, proper English for it, <laughs> you know. But but then but then but then you get to the fucking "Send Me Dead Flowers Every Morning," you know. By the by the time he gets to the sweet spot, he's in, he's embraced who he who he is, you know, and yeah. incorporates all of these things. I think Sticky Fingers does that. No, I, I agree. I, I think it's their quintessential rock album. Um, but you know, you still have a little one that one little sprinkling of of country music in there. I don't know if Graham Parsons was hanging out with Keith yet, but as we roll over, <laughs> let's roll into 1972 uh, Exile on Main Street. Oh my Graham God. was up there hanging out and I mean, smearing his sway all over Keith. Right. Oh, and so, yeah. you know, and that it, it shows in the album too. It shows, it, um, I mean, tumbling dice, uh, oh, love and cup. Oh, God, so good. Love and cup. What are the other ones? The, the sweet Virginia. Come on, man. Oh. These are all like, there's a it's the best. Co country influence on this album. And that's what they do. That is where the Stones are at their best. When they utilize their, their blues rock roots that have, that, when I say blues rock, I don't, I don't mean like what you might think of. I mean no, I country, an acoustic guitar, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I don't know if that means I'm not coughing at you. I'm not coughing at you. <laughs> I think tequila went down wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's no, no, when, it's, well, everything comes from the blues. And one of the things that I, that I truly love about the Stones is that you can go pick out an album and say, okay, these are the influences that they had at this time. And that's what I, that's one of the things I love because they've had so many albums come out and yeah. the, the fact that you can go pick out the original out, the original record and listen to it and go, Oh, black and blue. <laughs> They're clearly listening to some reggae, you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, yeah. cause that's, I mean, yeah. af, that's after you go, so, a, after you finish the golden era, I think that's in 73 when it's only rock and roll came out. The next album is is Black and Blue, which is uh, a departure from what they what they've been doing. Right, they definitely went into they have they have their eras, right? Mm -hmm. And we're we're in their their what we consider the golden era, which by all metrics and any standards is. But you have to accept that they uh, have gone through various phases um, musically. I mean, let's let's face it. We, you know, we we're talking about emotional rescue, right? And and and. Um, you know, some in, girls. In, in, in some girls and then moving on forward, they, I'm going to say it, they went into a disco I era. Agree. I agree. Yeah. You can't get away from that. You know, uh, before, you know, we talk about, you know, we were talking about Beggar's Banquet, Into Let It Bleed, right? There was, there was country in that, yes. right? You get to Sticky Fingers, there's more of a rock element to it. I'm saying with uh, uh, Exile, you get this, this mesh this this convergence that to me is the very best of what they do um, on full display with the best the best lineup that they had at their at their at their peak right it infuses that country it infuses that rock and roll you know you're talking about Graham Parsons yep. right that mm -hmm. influence right no it's, doubt on display with exile dude it's okay it's, i'm yeah. i'm with you there i'm with you there but i will say that this was recorded in the basement at uh villa N uh, nelcote and yes 72 yeah. in 72 yeah. keith was way smacked out on heroin and I, no. so this is what this is what i've read what i read in his book i think was that he never did it into the vein he did it into like the butt into the muscle or in so that's such a fine distinction well, well it, it's different because it's not going hitting you immediately like that you know that's how people overdose um not that i i, I don't know uh, uh but so let, let's talk about the cover for a second here okay yeah so yeah. the the cover is based around a uh a robert frank photo the actual cover the actual let me show cover you this i've got I actually, I actually have the record, right? This is this is my record. That that cover. So, what's your? Uh, it's framed. I love it. Um, my so, dad. It was my dad's record. It's mine now, but it of was course my it dad. is yours. Um, so this, so question, this is back. 70s, question, right? What is your? What is? What's the, when you look at that? What picture do you see every dude, time? The dude with the oranges. Yes, actually, it's the a fuck, it's or the, a, or the fucker with the cigarettes. It's a Where's tennis ball. It's a tennis ball, a golf ball, and a number five billiard ball. And that's well, three. This record call, is so faded. It's so old, man. It's hard to see if you can. I mean, well, no, that's but, how old this record they is. They call him three card char. I mean, three ball Charlie. And basically, <laughs> all, all of those, all, all it's basically, basically circus performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, yeah. You can see. <laughs> and, and you know, and I, I agree. You know, I think this is like a, this is kind of a quintessential Stones album, mainly because it's got a lot of deep cuts. A lot of cuts that weren't ever really popular, but anybody that kind of knows the Stones knows a lot of them. So, example, I mean, right. the, the I'd say the most. I don't even know where Tumbling Dice went on the charts, but I think it, uh, if memory serves, I think it hit number four. But okay. I could be wrong. It just, but that's but if if you look back at this album and the songs, there's no real legendary Stone song on it. Start me up's not on this album. I know that. I know that. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to find... Heartbreaker's not on it. You know, it's like... Yeah, you're, you know, can't always get what you want. It's not going to be on this record. I, yes, I, mean, I understand that. And this is... So if you're looking for the greatness of an album based on the hits that are on the album, I'm this is probably that. not the album for you. I, I agreed. But it does have some killer tracks. It's not I mean, just 
that that's where we're talking about what is your favorite album and to me it's not really you have to take the concept of the album as yes, a, as more than just a listing of the tracks agreed and, I, and, and that and, art has it, been lost uh, on Exile, it is on full fucking display, bro. Tumbling full. Dice, Rocks Off. I love Rocks Off. Mm. Sweet Virginia, With Torn and Trade, Loving Cup, Happy, Shine a Light, all down, all down the line. Come on. When you can't say yes and you can't, can't say, say no. no. <laughs> Be right there with a the whistle, whistle blow. That's what I'm and, talking about. And then everybody I mean, who ever listens to this, you ain't heard that shit. You need to go listen. Yes. Right now. Uh, right now and then soul survivor i mean come on man it's so 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 good. soul survivor so good yeah it is it is there was never there was when you at first approached me it's like give me your first, give me three stones records there was no question exile was going to be number one um and 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 it, it really was just a matter of well, yeah what are the other ones we already knew right. sticky fingers was going to be number two so really the only question was number three you know uh and and Again, it's not really because of okay. What are the singles that that track that everybody knows? You know what I mean. I'm not so, saying that at all. What I'm saying no, is, that, no. is that the popularity, <laughs> the album was still popular, but there were never really any songs that were like super like legendary. I mean, yeah, Tumbling oh, Dice, you hear it, you, you hear it a lot. Legendary, definitely. legendary is defined as what? Um, as me, as okay, well, uh, and I I think it is legendary. But I'm just saying from a popular like. A popular oh, standpoint, you know, yeah, fuck that. and and I agree, but that's why we pick our own albums. You know, I mean, yeah. nobody's gonna. I, I don't think anybody would ever pick Let It Bleed as their favorite album of all time, but I do. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's hard yeah, I because I definitely wanted to know why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so and it's it's the same way with records, like regular records. When I do the podcast, normally it's like you know, hey, why why'd you pick this record? Well, I mean, I've I've heard some some bad some bad reasons why picking records and I don't think they went back and listened to them because like I always say hey listen I'm gonna listen to them I want you to listen to them too because maybe they'll change um, yeah yeah anyway so but yeah so the, I mean and this album it's a it's a double album it's got a ton of songs you know I, at first you know go ahead yeah, well you know when, when we talk about the con the concept of an album uh, I think Exile is the best example of that from the Stones. And the, the reason why I say that is because as a cohesive um, piece of art, as a, as, a, as, a, as a taken as a unit, not taken as a particular track listing or what's on there, what's not, just taken as a whole, uh, it is the best representation of what they do at their best when they're at their best. And, and so we had uh, talked about you know, Keith was was messed up during the mm -hmm. during, and everybody was. You know, it was recorded in a in at the in 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 like a basement. Yep. And, and at that time, you know, you just came off two awesome, you know, explosive albums. You know, with Sticky Fingers and Let It Bleed and Beggar's Banquet even before that. So they were they were very popular right they had a lot of hangers on you got a lot of women you get a lot of drugs you get a lot of this rock and roll excess right everybody's familiar with with that um i think exile though um shows examples of that rock and roll excess in terms of the the lyrics you know when, he, when he's talking about um <clears throat> you know everything from 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 torn and fray to to tumbling dice, which is my personal favorite song. He's talking about getting, getting, getting messed up, getting hammered, playing rock and roll. But you know, women think I'm tasty. They're always trying to waste me. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, it, there, there are examples of that lyrically. There are examples of that um, in the production, right? Like, uh, it, you know, you get th this particular album has like big horn sections. You know, big saxophones, big. I don't want to call it bloated, but you know what I'm talking about when yeah. I say bloated rock and roll excess production. You know, after after uh, Guns N' Roses put out Appetite for Destruction, right? They had that double album, Use Your Illusion, right? The perfect yeah. example of bloat, right? And 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 what I'm trying to say, being long-winded about it, <laughs> is that is that there are examples of that in Exile on Main Street, 
but it is tempered and strained and confined by fucking Charlie Watts. Okay. Fucking Charlie Watts, dude. Where, where, you know, you know damn well, if, if Mick Jagger had his way, there would be dancing girls and all this stuff happening all around. But because fucking Charlie Watts and, and fucking Bill Wyman and, and, and Keith being as messed up as he was, kept that like a, like a, ex, like a, like a star, right? That wants to expand and wants to contract. It's just right there. The whole fucking. The, oh, and look at that description. It, it, there's this tension uh, throughout this this whole record, right? That's like I wanna I wanna be rock and roll excessive, but every but fucking Charlie Watson fucking holding it together. It's fucking <laughs> genius, um, masterpiece. So, um, here's and and that's my point. If I could just say, well, I'm sorry. No, no, go, 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 please. <laughs> if I could just say one, one more thing about the 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 concept of the of the album, right? It's it, it, it's that constraint that keeps it from being bloated, but yet keeps it from being straight country or straight rock and roll or straight blues, right? You've got all these influences, right? Um, uh, what, what, uh, ju I just want to see his face. Um, uh -huh. has, Afri has his African influence. You've got, you've got blue, blues, you've got country, you've got uh, R&B, you know? Um, it, it, there is um, somewhere I was reading, that um, you know, Mick Jagger was talking about this particular record, and he was like, "I don't really understand why people like this record more than than other records." Because let's face it, if you you know, uh, a lot of Stones fans think this is their best record. I don't think that he really understood that. Maybe he thought there were other records at their best. Also, we know that Keith was fucked up the whole time. Yes, he was. We know that. <clears throat> and so, and so the argument is made, well, if he doesn't like it that much and Keith was all messed up and everybody else was there, he was getting hammered and it was so hard to make this record, how come it was so good? And, I, and I'm trying to say, sometimes when an artist makes a thing, they don't realize how good it is when they're doing it or maybe even after they're doing it, right? Like, consider this. Have you ever fucking played a show and you get done playing the show and you're like, I could have gone better. I could have done this better. Yeah. I feel like I could have done better. But then somebody comes up to you and you say, man, that was fucking amazing. Right? Right? The perspective of the listener is that it's not that uh, uh, as it's not the same as the perspective of the artist. Right? Uh -huh. And so we have the, the concept of, of subjectivity in, in, in the creation of a piece of, of, of art. <clears throat> so you, you, you give that artist the respect when he says, yeah, I don't know what, I don't understand why people like Exile on Main Street so much. Yeah, yeah, Keith Richards was totally fucked up and everybody was hard to make this record. Okay, listen so, to this. At the time of Exile's release, Jagger said, this new album is fucking mad. There are so many different tracks. It's very rock and roll, you know. Now you can hear him saying that. Uh, I didn't want to be like that. I'm the more experimental person in the group. You see, I like to experiment not go over the same thing over and over. Since I've left England, I've had this thing I've wanted to do. I'm not against rock and roll, but I really want to experiment. The new album is very rock and roll and it's good. I mean, I'm very bored with rock and roll. The revival, everybody knows their roots, but you've got to explore everywhere. You've got to explore the sky too. Don't go knocking that shit, dude. Come on. This is, this is a good rock and roll album. It's the best. It's the best, you know, and, and uh, we talk about experimenting. That's what we're talking about, man. Let's get some, let's get some more dancing girls. Let's get some synthesizers. Let's just expand and what you, what you could argue, argue it to, you know, argumentatively call bloat, right? Rock and roll mm -hmm. bloat, right? Let's see how far we can take this fucking thing, right? But, uh, but that is balanced by the members of the other members of the band, right? And, and even, even the, 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 the album itself it's a double album right it's a, it's yes, a it long is. it's a long album right so there's there's lots of this lots of this happening this balancing act that happens with these songs that make it what it is you know and on top of what is happening in terms of the band dynamics you know so you put all that together dude that's the fucking it's the most amazing record in 2003 mick said uh, however, when I listen to Exile, it has some of the worst mixes I've ever heard. I'd love to remix the record, not just because of the vocals, but because generally I think it sounds lousy. Yeah. <laughs>
No. The, yeah, I, Sorry, I, Mick. You're wrong. I'm not on, <laughs> we're, we're not on that level where we're playing to hundreds of thousands of people every night, you know, but like sometimes I'll walk off the stage and I'll be like, I could have done, I could have gone better. I could have done better. But all of a sudden someone will come up to you and tell you what they thought of it. And, and you're like, you really, really? <laughs> yeah. And you know, you try, you got to act like, Hey, Oh yeah. Thanks a lot. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah. But you know, deep I guess inside, I'm like that was the but in your mind played. Yeah, um, this is this is that on another. The thing level. is, is that those people <laughs> that come up to you and say that stuff, they don't really know what they're talking about. They, they, they don't they don't hear your 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 fuck ups or anything like that. So. <laughs> right. Okay, dude. Well, this has been super fun. Okay, now I need to ask you a question. I meant to ask you earlier. Um, you've got these top three Stones records here. Um, you this is all you can listen to for the rest of your life. Where are you taking them? Well. Um, can I take them all to different places? <laughs> nope. What, you got one? Yeah, sure. Go for it. You take them wherever you want. You know what? You know what? I feel like um, there there are three records that 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 are all similar in in a certain kind of way. Yes, but, I agree. But they 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 can be um, they they can really shine through in particular spots. You know, um, like like I was saying with, with 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 sticky fingers, you know, I was going I was going through some emotional things when I was mm -hmm. um, where you taking them that record. Quit, so quit dance around the question. Where are you taking them? I'm take uh, I would take sticky fingers to the bedroom. The bedroom. Ooh, okay. I take it to the some rock and roll sex. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to turn it up too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking tattoo you to the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, I like uh, Exile on Main Street um, when I'm when I'm preparing myself for to like to go out or to go on stage or to do a thing. I'll, oh, put, I'll put Exile on, man. I'll put Exile on, dude. Uh, you know, rocks off, rip this joint. Yeah. I mean, you get ready. You get ready. I mean, that's like I mean, you're just basically smearing swagger all over yourself. Yeah, it's like swagger. this is about this is about <laughs> to happen. Everybody better get ready. <laughs> so ex exile, exile for for that. Um, you know, you, you talk about you talk about let it bleed. Uh, let it bleed. Is, it for me, it's kind of a um, it's it's kind of a come down record. Like if you just yeah, get oh, done, like you get done with the show, and like you're you're backstage or something, or you're you know all back in the back in the fucking van or heading heading somewhere, and it's yeah. fucking middle of the night, and you're driving to the next. Nick, wherever the fuck you gotta go, uh, put on some fucking Gimme Shelter, bro. You know, put on some fucking Let It Bleed. Put on some fucking Monkey Man, dude, and you, you get your mind right. You get your fucking mind right. All right, Mike G. Question: Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online. My my band is the the Jukebox Heroes. Uh, uh, website is uh, jukeboxatx.com. Uh, you can you, we have a you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and all that shit as well. What's your handle uh, for those? Is that all jukebox ATX? My, yeah. Jukebox ATX. Okay. Um, and you can find out, uh, where, what, uh, what jukebox is doing, where I'm at, where I'm playing at, uh, the website and, uh, and the Facebook and, uh, and all that stuff for sure. Right on. Uh, as well, uh, have a YouTube channel again, jukebox, uh, jukebox heroes, Austin. You can go check out, uh, a lot of the stuff that, uh, that I've been doing during this quarantine. I've been doing, you know, live casts. And, uh, and so I've been putting those up on YouTube. You can check those out as YouTube, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, Hey, this was a blast today. Yeah. I mean, this has been so much fun because like, I, 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 I don't even know where, where the time went. we've been doing this. <laughs> like for, I don't know how long. But it's, yeah, it's, so much fun. it's fun, man. It's like, and when, when other people, whenever I do this with other people, they're always like, wow, this is, this was like really fun to, to talk about, you know, and it's so much better when they listen to the record anyway um, yeah well i i love to talk about music man it's the one thing that i love to do more than playing you know just as much as playing music is talking about it you know talking about great music talking about great albums and the stones i love i love the picture you got back there with, with making Keith. you know that was during the exile period it was. That's my it was. jam <laughs> <laughs> so. all right man well listen this covid shit sucks sucks terribly i hate it uh i don't want bars to close but bars will open up afterwards Austin will not relinqu relinquish the title of live music capital of the world. I refuse. Not while we're here. No, sir. 
Uh, anyway, stay safe, stay cool, and uh, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate Thank it. You, that was nothing short of a massive blast. I had so much fun um, just nerding out on the Rolling Stones with another Stones fanatic. That was just a blast. Uh, anyway, you want to check out Mike G on the social or the web, you can get him at uh, www.jukebox here, or excuse me, jukeboxatx.com. That's just jukeboxatx.com. On Facebook, he has the same handle, jukeboxatx. On Instagram, is jukeboxatx underscore ATX. And if you got the gumption, head on over to thebiggunshow.com and check out what my band is up to these days. You can also catch us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, all with the same handle of The Big Gun Show Band. That's the on the beginning and band on the end. And our most consistent gig, once we can start playing out again, this is going to be our monthly residency, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, at the Little Longhorn Saloon here in Austin, Texas, home of Chicken Ship Bingo. We play the happy hour of the first Friday of every month from 6 to 8. Bring Grandma. She'll have a blast. And I'll be back in two weeks. Then every other week after that, close your eyes. You are back on that desert island again. What three Stones records do you have? Until next time. <laughs>